12 Days of Christmas, more like 12 Weeks of Christmas podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, Festive Fun. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to 12 Weeks of Christmas, the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Angela Palumbo, coming to you from Long Island, New York, and how is everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Today is the 10th episode of 12 Weeks of Christmas, and it's titled festive fun because I wanted to go over some fun holiday activities for you and your family that you can do this year or, you know, in years future because we are living in a pandemic right now. A lot of things are closed, but that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the holiday season and do things that remind us of Christmas and what Christmas is all about. This past weekend, I had a fantastic time. I actually had Sean here for a week. He made a small role in the last episode of the podcast where we talked about the Christmas tree. And this weekend, we did some fun holiday things. And it got me thinking, you know, I should talk about this on the show. I talked about Christmas traditions, Christmas around the world, but that's kind of traditions that you celebrate with your family every year. But I didn't really talk about activities that you can do outside of the home or even inside the home, but things that are just some festive activities. And I think it's really important that we continue to do that this year because we need a reminder of the Christmas season and the Christmas spirit. So that's what I want to talk about this week. And there's so many. There's so many different festive activities. So in covering those festive activities, I am going to discuss not only things that you can do outside, like in years prior, I'm going to also focus on some COVID-friendly things. So this year, if you're feeling really down, like you can't see your friends, families, or loved ones, and there's something that you want to do to kind of pick up the Christmas spirit and get everyone involved and have your family do something together because the holidays are all about family, this might inspire you to do something and I would love to see that. So if after this episode is over, you decide to do one of the things that I recommend, please send me a picture or tag me in a picture on your socials. I'd love, love, love to see that. I also want to mention that this is the 10th episode, which means that after this week, there are only two episodes left before Christmas Eve and before Christmas Day and before the podcast is over. So I wanted to extend my gratitude to all of you once more. I try to do it every week to just show how grateful I am. Every day, more of you are following the podcast. More of you are reaching out to me. I'm hearing from more of you. I'm learning that more and more people from all over the world are listeners, which is so cool. So I'm going to try to include some activities that are available for everybody, not just people in the States, but I just am so thankful for everyone who tunes in every week and listens. And the fact that we've done this countdown together has made it so much more special. So thank you for that. Not only this weekend did me and Sean do some out-of-the-house festive activities, we also did some stuff inside with my family, which included setting up our Christmas tree. So it's this is kind of a follow-up from last week's episode about the tree because we did get the tree and then because we get a real one, we gave it about a week to open up in our garage. And honestly, another reason we did that is because my brother was working at the time that, oh my goodness, it's snowing. <gasps> Oh my god, guys, this is real life live on the podcast while I'm recording. It is the first snow of the Christmas season. I'm leaving this in. This is very exciting. (laughs) There's like two snowflakes outside. So 
I live out east on Long Island and in New York City and in Nassau County today, there was like real snowfall and I was so jealous and I was having all my girlfriends who live in New York City sending me videos of the snow and I just saw two snow flurries outside. So <laughs> it's officially the first snow of the season. Okay, I'm going to get back on track here. We were decorating the Christmas tree this weekend and it was just, it was a lot of fun. So yes, we leave the tree to open up and my brother wasn't there to pick out the tree with us because he was working. And so we waited about a week for everybody to be free on a weekend and that's when we decorated the tree. It was so much fun. Tree day, decorating the tree day is always such a major event for us because we have a very specific way that we do things. We kind of, we're a little particular, a little type A about our Christmas decorating. And this was the first year that Sean was with my family to decorate the tree. Last year, he was there to take it down, which is the saddest part of the year. But this year, he was there to put it up. And he was confused that we were going to start decorating at about 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, because my brother was working again, and he wasn't going to get back until three o'clock in the afternoon when he got off of his shift. And he was like, it's not going to take us four hours to decorate. Why are we starting now? We should wait until James gets home. It's not going to take us that long. And I was like, Sean, I guarantee you, we're just going to start putting the ornaments on the tree when he gets home. And he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. He was like, what the heck do you guys do? So I'm going to walk through the process because I realized last week I kind of skimmed it over. But I'm just going to walk through the process of this weekend. So pretty much the first thing that we have to do is clean and clear the space that the tree goes in, which I did post pictures of the final product on my Instagram, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. That's the number 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, how the tree looked, it's one of my last posts on the Instagram and I, I love how it looked. But so in the spot where the tree is, there's a chair and a lamp. So we just have to move that into a different room of the house. And then we just, you know, dust and clean so there's a nice clean space for the tree to go. Then my boyfriend and my dad took the tree from the garage and they had to bring it into the house and set it up in the stand, which is always an event because we have to make sure that it's straight. And a little fun, fun side fact, well, I guess not that fun, but a little side story. When I was little and we used to live in Queens, we lived in Bayside, Queens when I grew up. So we were in the Queens house. We didn't know at the time that it's actually a really smart idea to tie up the tree to the wall with a little piece of wire. And now we do that because I was standing in front of the tree admiring it. I was probably five, so I was pretty tiny. And the tree actually fell. And my mom linebacker tackled me out of the way. <laughs> so the tree didn't fall on me and crush me to death. So that's a fun Christmas story. And so a part of the process since then of of getting the tree up is tying it to the wall. My dad has this spool of green wire that he ties and it's very important because we lost a lot of ornaments that year and almost my life. So <laughs> it's an important step. Then after that, the most important step and the longest process of setting up the tree is doing the lights. And we have a very specific system. And so this year, my sister, Jamie, and my boyfriend, Sean, did the lights because I just really did not want to. I've done it for the last few years. And we have a bunch of strands and the tree's eight feet tall. So it takes up a lot of lights. And we kind of try to push all the lights to the very inside of the tree to make sure that, you know, as many strands get on there as possible and it has the most beautiful glow possible. So it takes some time to attach all of the strands of light and 
push them into the back of the tree and keep wrapping it. And we have all these different colored lights and strands. And then we have a red strand. And this year my mom got a candy cane, a few of these candy cane strands. So it's just, uh, it's a long process. So while they were doing that, which is can't really be more than two person job because you just get in the way. I decorated the house and that's one of my favorite things to do because I got to run around the house and put things up and make things look pretty and I love decorating the house and making sure that every single room has something Christmassy in it so you never leave the Christmas spirit. It's It follows you here. So that's what I was doing and that took a while and then after the lights were up and the house was decorated we took a slight lunch break and then we got into the beads which is we don't do tinsel. We do these old beads that I've mentioned in past episodes and those took like five minutes to put up on the tree and then we did the ornaments and by the time we had our we had put the lights up, done the beads, taken our lunch break. My brother came home and we all did the ornaments as a family. And you can see how the final product came out on my Instagram, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. It looks so beautiful. The tree itself this year is a little bit thinner than years prior. We had a hard time finding a super fat tree, but I think that it has this really pretty aesthetic and I'm super happy with it. And the whole house just has this warm glow and energy. And the day that we set up the tree was the first day that I woke up and I felt the Christmas spirit. Like I, I know since October 1st, since the show has come out, I've been talking about Christmas and doing this podcast and kind of just celebrating Christmas in my own way. But I woke up the morning of decorating the tree and I was, and I turned to my boyfriend and I was like, it's Christmas. It's the holiday season. Like it just, this wave came over me and it was a very exciting feeling. And I think this year that feeling of joy and happiness is really needed and I finally felt it and it felt really good. And the snow is coming down a little bit harder. So I'm very excited about that and I'm just in a really good mood. Also, I just found out that a freelance article that I'm writing is going to be published and it is about Christmas lights. So I'll share the link of that published article on the podcast Instagram after it gets published. It won't be for a few days, but it will be there. So I'm just in an overall good mood and I'm ready to get started on this episode. So we are going to just move right along to some holiday activities and some festive fun. I made a list of a bunch of activities that I like to do in the winter with my family and friends and loved ones and things like that. And in making this list, I decided not only to add some things that I do, but to add some things that are quote unquote COVID safe, you know, some virtual things, some things to do at home with the people you live with or on your own if you live alone. So I'm trying to just include everyone and a bunch of different options. The the first activity I want to talk about, I actually have a story and it's a story of this past weekend. So <laughs> just stick for this because this is interesting. Um, pretty much the first activity I want to talk about is drive through Christmas light shows. And it is something I do every single year with my family. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it is incredibly safe for COVID because you stay in your cars. So it's an option that's open to everyone. And it's something that I genuinely love and I recommend to all. Now, I'm from Long Island. So the most well-known Christmas light show is at Jones Beach. And I think it's pretty popularly known. If you haven't already heard of it, it's 
at Jones Beach, which is a beach out west, kind of near the Queens area. And it's one of the bigger beaches. It's a state park, so it's a really popular place. And I used to go to Jones Beach when I lived in Queens when I was little. So I know the area pretty well and I know the light show well. I used to go when I was a little kid. Recently, I stopped going there because Jones Beach is about 45 minutes away from me and there's closer shows to my house. The one I've been going to recently is at Smith Point, which is a smaller beach closer to where I live. It's like 15 minutes away from me. So there are these light shows around the island and they're around the country actually. There's big ones all over the place, but for me locally, this is what I've decided to do. I've decided to go to the smaller show that's closer to my house as opposed to the big one that everybody goes to out west. Now, this weekend, I wanted to go to a light show with my boyfriend before he went back to Rochester. I'm not seeing Sean again till the day after Christmas. I'm taking a train up there. So until then, I won't be seeing him. So I wanted to leave the last night with with a bang. Like, I wanted to do something fun and different and festive. You know, it's the last day I'm going to see him before Christmas. I thought we should do something Christmassy. Well, because every year I go to the Smith Point show with my family and it's a little bit smaller, I didn't want to spoil it. And I knew that me and my siblings are going to go later in the next few weeks. So I decided, you know what? I haven't been to the Jones Beach show in years. Like, since I was a little, little kid, I should go. We should go to that. So this past Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. We decided to go drive all the way out to Jones Beach and go to the show. It's called the Magical Light Show and it the show itself was beautiful. They do a great job every year. It's the most popular show in the area for a reason. But what I didn't realize is because everybody is trying to find a Christmas activity that's COVID friendly, the line to get in was we were online for about four hours and there was like not really any direction there. It, when we first got there, we didn't know exactly where to go because there was no signage where the line was. And I and eventually there were signs and they were small, but they were there. So I think that the line was just usually not this long because the signs to tell you where the show was was like an hour up. <laughs> so we got online and... I had, for the story I'm publishing uh, in a few days, I had interviewed somebody about the show and they had mentioned that they waited online for about an hour. And so when I saw how long the line was, I turned to Sean and I was like, oh, you know, my mistake. I should have remembered. We're going to be online for a while. Probably like an hour. Sorry, I totally forgot. I should have realized we probably should have gone somewhere else, but it's fine. It's going to be worth the wait and it shouldn't be that long. And he was like, no, you know, this is something you really want to do. I'm happy to wait with you. We'll have fun. We'll put on Christmas music. Like we'll enjoy ourselves. So long story short, we were online for four hours. <laughs> there was like nobody working. There was no way to know where we were. And unfortunately, New York drivers are the... The stereotype stands. They're crazy. So people were cutting in front of us. People were trying to cut in the line. It just got really chaotic and stressful. And it took away from our experience because by the time we got to the show, which we decided to stay online for two reasons. One, I'm writing this article about light shows on Long Island. I wanted to get pictures. And two, I, I paid for it already. Like we wanted to go. I guess there's a third reason. We were committed. You know, at that point, we had been on the line for long enough we were committed. So anyway, 
we got in and the show was really nice. It was, there was different themes to it. Like there was a long line of 12 week, 12 days of Christmas. And I was like, oh my gosh, 12 days, 12 weeks. It reminded me of the podcast. And there was different like displays that showed, you know, the, the different parts of that song. And that was really cute. Um, they do Candy Cane Lane, which is really pretty. They have the very popular overhead light display when you drive through it that everybody puts on their Instagram stories when they finish going through the display. And it was a very nice experience once we got through it. But we didn't get home until 1 a.m. And we left my house at like 7.30. So it just goes to show that if you're going to go to one of these places, maybe look up the traffic in the area beforehand. Maybe go on a weekday or weeknight if possible. Their Facebook page did recommend that and I checked it after we were already two hours into the line. But I just, I didn't think anything of it. And now I know for next year. So just the reason I'm bringing up that story is because so many people are going to be trying to do holiday activities this year that are COVID safe. And because the drive-through light display is COVID safe, everybody is going to be doing it this year. It's something that you can bring your family to, your kids. It's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. But just be aware of the time that you go, try to go early or try to go on a weekday. It's going to make the traffic for people on weekends who don't have a choice better. And it's just going to make your experience overall a lot better. I am going to the Smith Point show on the 21st. Actually, my family decided on a date. So we're, we're a big family. We have to plan things weeks in, a, weeks in advance. So we decided when we're going to do that. I'm really excited about it. It's something we do every year. But I would go again to the Jones Beach show if it was a weekday and if I left earlier. So it's just a little lesson. However, these drive-through light displays are something I highly recommend to do with your family if you have them around because they're very festive. You drive through, it's beautiful, it's all lit up, it has this nice vibe and feel. I like to open the windows and get like the cold air rush in my face. This is so I'm like a dog, it's so weird. But anyway, just... I, I do recommend them just be careful of when you go because it did kind of mess up our last night together. We were both in a mood. We got home and crashed because it was one o'clock in the morning and, you know, he almost got into like five different accidents on the line and it just wasn't not, it was an unnecessary disaster. So anyway, drive through light shows, <laughs> go at a better time and maybe go somewhere that's a little bit smaller because the experience is going to be just as grand and they can be a lot of fun. Another activity that I did this weekend and I had a lot of fun with that I didn't think I was going to have fun with was my sister and I, my sister's name is Mickey, we made Christmas wreaths, wreaths for your front door and I handmade them and I posted it on my Instagram story the day that I was doing them. So if you didn't get a chance to see those, I will post pictures if you're interested. And she found out how to do them through a TikTok and we looked for it and we can't find it. So I can't give credit to the person who made the TikTok. I'll keep looking for it. And it's hard to explain without visuals, but pretty much it's a really affordable, fun, crafty activity to do with your friends or your family and you can get young children involved. So 
pretty much my sister went to the dollar store and she got everything from the dollar store, which is a great way to buy crafts because they're, they're a dollar each. It's really inexpensive. And she went overboard. She ended up making like five wreaths this week and I made one. So a lot, um, a lot of materials had been used at that point. But even for people that aren't crafty like myself, I am the least crafty human being on the planet. After being shown how to do this, it was really simple and I made something I'm really proud of. Pretty much you take two pieces of mesh ribbon and you kind of put them in an X and then you take a normal piece of like thicker ribbon and you put it in between that and then you take a piece of pipe cleaner like you cut it so it's small and you twist everything together so it looks like a bow and then you take the pipe cleaner and you twist it onto the metal wreath circle this is a terrible explanation I, I maybe i'll ask my sister to record herself doing it and i could post it so you guys can see it but you just do that over and over and over again until the thing is full and then you hot glue some cute ornaments to it and you made a wreath and it took me five minutes to figure it out when she showed me and it was really therapeutic really fun and we had christmas music going you know she has the tree set up so there was just like this nice christmas vibe going and it was so much fun so i highly recommend it if that explanation was terrible which i think it was and if she can't send me a video of how to do it I'll get you, I'll find a video explaining how to do it somewhere and I'll post it if anyone is interested because it was really pretty and really inexpensive and you can make like five or six wreaths for the cost of one wreath at the store and then you get to say you made it and it's a lot of fun and now mine is hanging up on the front door and I think that's pretty cool. Another activity that you can do with your family this year is a gingerbread house creating contest. Now, I say this and it tastes like vinegar. And the only reason I say that is because I am the worst gingerbread house decorator of all time. I cannot get the gingerbread houses to stay up. Like the part where you just like build it and glue it together with frosting. For some reason, I use like all the frosting for just that. And I think maybe I'm impatient and I don't let it dry, but oh my gosh, it's such a disaster. And then when I try to decorate it, it just smudges everywhere and it looks so ugly. <laughs> but if you are somebody that doesn't care or thinks that's fun anyway, or is good at this or hasn't tried it before, I definitely recommend trying it. It's a lot of fun. And then if you make it into a contest or competition, because like me, if you're super competitive, it could be a lot of fun or it could be a disaster if you find out you're bad at it and the person you're competing against is good at it and you talked a big game. I'm speaking from personal experience here, so. Anyway, but it's it's a it's good fun and you can get extra decorations. My sister this year, Jamie, she and her friends did a gingerbread house like decorating contest and at Target there's a whole section for the gingerbread houses and in that section there's extra decorations and frosting and things like that that you can buy to really elevate the gingerbread houses and make it a lot more fun. I also think that this is a great activity to do virtually because you don't need to be in person to facilitate this. If you set a timer on Zoom and you just have everybody over Zoom go in and making the gingerbread houses and then at the end you present them through Zoom, you can send close-up pictures, you can do a whole thing, and then you can have somebody else, an outside person, come in and judge them. I think that can be a lot of fun. Speaking of Zoom 
things. I think another great holiday activity to do over Zoom is potentially an ugly Christmas sweater party. I know a a really big thing this year to do over Zoom during the pandemic has been like Zoom get-togethers. And I think that was a little bit more common when the pandemic first hit. Like, oh, we'll do a Zoom birthday or we'll do a Zoom graduation or something like that when things were really bad in the beginning. And now that I think, unfortunately, we're getting kind of used to this in a weird way. We're getting kind of used to isolating ourselves and not celebrating with family certain things. I don't know, at least maybe that's just me, but I think it's a good idea to bring that kind of stuff back um, and set to get together with your family over Zoom and do like a holiday ugly Christmas sweater contest party and you can get all dressed up and get on your ugly Christmas sweaters, which are some of my favorite things. I love ugly Christmas sweaters. I think they can be really fun and creative. And you can like put on little Santa hats or elf ears or, you know, reindeer headbands and maybe decorate your background or something like that and just have a little festive party through Zoom. And I know that's not ideal. I know. I get it. I want to be with my family right now too, but we have to, you know, Find ways to do things that don't endanger anyone and are fun and safe and something memorable. Maybe we can look forward to. Um, You can do this for any day. You could just think of a random day during the weekend of December to have this. Or you can do something like this for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And I think that it, it could potentially be a lot of fun. Another fun Christmas thing to do, of course, is just do like a cookie baking bake-off or something. I don't know. I have become obsessed with the Great British Baking Show or just baking shows in general, especially when they're holiday themed. And every time I watch a new episode of that show or a baking show of some sort, especially the holiday ones, the only thing I want to do is go into my kitchen and bake something. And I mentioned it in previous episodes, I'm pretty open about it, how much I love to cook and be in the kitchen. It's like one of my lesser passions. My major passion is journalism, but I have, I guess I would call it a hobby. One of my hobbies has become cooking and baking and being in the kitchen, and I'm pretty new to it. I have a lot of baking flops, but um, just baking Christmas cookies can be so much fun, decorating them with frosting, cutting out the shapes and the sugar cookies, and making them into fun things that you can show off to your the people that you're doing it with and making it a little competitive because everything I do apparently has to be competitive. <laughs> so yeah, just doing something like that and that can also be virtual, which is really important to note. Or you can just do it with the people you're living with or you can do it with yourself. And the best thing about it is afterwards, you have snacks. You can eat everything you make. And that's the best part. (laughs) Um, Something I've also always wanted to try in terms of baking is watching shows like The The Great British Baking Show or any other bake-off kind of show on Netflix and then trying to recreate those things. I feel like someone is doing that on TikTok and I wish I knew who. I might be making that up though, but I think that is such a cool idea and it would be so much fun. It would also be extremely stressful because of how, you know, difficult it can be to bake those things. I mean, they're hard on purpose. And there's definitely some stuff I wouldn't even bother trying. Like, they make some absolutely unreal creations. 
but some of the stuff I feel like I might be able to pull off and I would love to try it and, and I think that would be a lot of fun. So all of those are possible ideas. The last thing that I would recommend as a COVID-friendly or just a fun Christmas activity would be to just stay home, put on a Christmas movie, throw on your fuzzy socks, put on the hot chocolate, make the popcorn, make the cookies, and watch your favorite Christmas film. If you need an idea on a Christmas movie to watch, you can listen to one of my earlier episodes, Christmas movies. Um, But there's nothing better than throwing on a holiday film at the end of a day in front of the Christmas tree, in front of the fireplace, eating your cookies with the hot chocolate, and just watching a movie. It's relaxing. It puts you in the spirit. It's a lot of fun. It brings you back to your childhood roots. And it's just, it's just a great time. And it's something that is one of my favorite things to do. It's so simple. It's so easy. There is also ways to do that with other people and not in your home now because we're living in this incredible 21st century. So something that I have been doing with my long distance boyfriend is on Disney Plus, there is a way to share the screen with another person with a Disney Plus account. So he logs into Disney Plus with me. I send him the link of the movie we're going to watch. It's a share link and we can watch the show or the movie together at the same time. You could do this over Zoom too. You can just screen share and it lags a little bit, so it's not a perfect option. So this actually works really great. And then if you pause it, it's paused for everybody. If you fast forward, it's fast forwarded for everybody. So it's just a great alternative to going together in person and watching things if you can't do that. And it's a way to include everyone so you can all watch things together. I know there's also like a Chrome extension for Netflix. I think it's called Netflix Party. So no matter what streaming service you're using, there is a way to watch a movie with other people. I just think that this is a way to include everyone and do something fun for everybody. It's safe. You can do it with older people too. If you know someone older, it's easy to walk them through this process and just have a nice Christmas movie night with people. The last thing I'm going to say is I mentioned hot chocolate when you're doing this, and I really want to point out that I have in my opinion, probably one of the best hot chocolate recipes out there. And I want to share it with you guys. I think if you've, you know, partaken or listened to this show up to this point, you deserve to hear about my hot chocolate recipe. And I honestly just want to share it with you guys because I think it's so good. And I want you all to experience the deliciousness of a really good cup of hot cocoa. So, The way that I make my hot chocolate is really simple. I measure it by the mug that I'm using. So I take milk. The thicker the milk, the better. Like I use 2% whole milk would make this really yummy, but it's just not the best for you. So I do like a 2% milk. And if you're lactose intolerant, use almond milk. You know, that's fine. I actually really, my stomach gets upset when I drink milk, not really anything else, just straight up milk. And usually like I would, I will not drink a glass of just straight milk. I think that's disgusting. But in terms of hot chocolate, it just tastes better with milk as opposed to water. And this is coming from someone who will drink hot chocolate with water. I'm not totally opposed to it. Anyway, what I do is I take a mug that I'm using and I fill it about three-fourths, three-fourths of the way with milk. Then I take half and half This is the trick. And I fill it the rest of the way so the cup is pretty much completely full. I then take those measured liquids 
and I pour it into a saucepan over the stove and I heat it up until it gets boily and hot. Right before it gets totally hot, I add two packets of hot chocolate mix. And I do this, I do two packets per person. So if I'm making for like me and my brother, let's say, I'll double the recipe. So I'll do double those mug amounts and then I'll do four packs of hot chocolate mix. And I use the regular hot chocolate mix that everybody gets at the store. What, what, what brand is that? Swiss Miss. That's what everybody uses. So I use two packs of Swiss Miss with the milk and the half and half. I then take a frother, like one of the handheld ones, and you can just use a whisk. It's just easier to use a frother. And I mix everything together and then I let it sit there over the stove and get hot. And once it's hot, I pour it into the mug and I add two large marshmallows. You are welcome. You are welcome. This is the best hot chocolate. It's so easy. It takes a few minutes to make. It tastes so good. I'm craving it right now and we're out of Swiss Miss because using two packs can be a lot. If that's too much chocolate for you, you can just use one. I just prefer a super chocolatey hot chocolate. And it's really yummy and you're going to appreciate it. So if you make my hot chocolate recipe, I want you to post it somewhere and tag me in it. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag at 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod, the number 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. I want to see you make this hot chocolate recipe. I've tried the other day. I made hot chocolates from scratch with like cocoa powder and sugar and it was good, but it had like a little bit of that bitterness and I, I have a sweet tooth. I really like my hot chocolate to be sweet and creamy and thick. And you can trust my judgment on this because I was a barista for a year at my college when I went to undergrad. And I was told by several people that I made the best hot chocolate. I was also told that I made the best matcha, but that has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying that trust me, believe me, take what I'm saying to heart, try this hot chocolate recipe, you will not regret it. All right, everybody, enough of that. I hope you all enjoyed hearing my potential holiday festive fun activities that you can do. We're really close to Christmas. It's a few weeks away. So, you know, try these things out. Try every day to do something Christmassy, something festive, something fun, whether it's wrap one present every day, make a cup of hot chocolate, put on Christmas music, you know, watch a film if you have the time, put on free form, put on something, just do something that gives you some Christmas spirit and Christmas joy because we really need it right now, especially if you're stuck at home. So I hope that these festive fun activities are something that you were interested in and tag me in any pictures of any of the activities that you and your family participate in. Now, of course, as always, the last few minutes of the show end with a story of Christmas hope, so stay tuned for that. I can't believe that I forgot to mention really quickly that some of you actually responded to my request to hear your fun holiday activities on my Instagram account. So I'm going to read those out quickly before we jump into the story of Christmas Hope. So really quickly, this is a shout out to Heather Oldroyd. That's Heather.Oldroyd, O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D-O-L-D
R-O-Y-D. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. It's like a tongue twister. But I really liked her idea that her and her family do every year. So she said, we have a Christmas Eve open house for our friends and neighbors. After all the hustle and bustle is done, a time to get together for a few hours and enjoy food, drinks, activities for the kids, and general merriment. Always so much fun. They're going to miss it this year. Thank you for that, Heather. I think that's a really cool idea to have just your house open and have people come and go during the holidays that you're that you live with that are in your area that could be a really fun time you can share stories of your family's christmases and you're right wind down a little bit maybe from seeing like the in-laws or the extended family and just have a nice time with your neighbors that could be a lot of fun that reminds me of christmas with the cranks my favorite christmas movie when they all come together and do a big christmas eve celebration that's what that reminds me of so really cool really cool idea a Miss Cat Jakujala says, We have our Christmas dinner approximately at 5 p.m. and afterwards we open our presents. But later in the evening, we tend to play board games together and listen to Christmas music and eat Christmas desserts, etc. The main point for us is to just be with each other. Nowadays, it's so rare that we are all at the same place at the same time. To some people, that might sound boring, but to us, it's the best thing. We are never quiet. It's actually quite difficult because we are all trying to talk at the same time and it can get really loud. That just, I wanted to read that because that really reminds me of my family we are big board game people and we play a lot of strategy board games like I learned how to play Settlers of Catan when I was like 10 so we always play board games like every weekend but on holidays especially we do two to three board games a day especially on Christmas my family always gives each other board games so on Christmas day we also play board games so that's a lot of fun so thank you both for answering my question on some holiday fun activities you can do and I can't believe I didn't mention playing board games with your family while listening to Christmas music. That's such a great idea. So thank you both for that. And now I want to move on to our story of Christmas hope for this week. This week, I'm going back to Reader's Digest. I'm reading from an article titled 18 True Christmas Miracles That Will Restore Your Hope for the Holidays. This was updated, it said, by Brandon Spector on December 20th, 2019. And the story itself is credited to Gertrude Albert from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you hear this, thank you for writing this or contributing this to Reader's Digest. I'm now reading it on the show. And sit back and enjoy Fate Through a Tree at Us. During the hustle and bustle of Christmas time 1958, we told our children, ages three and four, about the beautiful Christmas tree we would have in a few days. On Christmas Eve, at the bakery we had recently purchased, we counted the receipts, cleaned the shop, and headed for home with our two sleepy children. Suddenly, we remembered we had not gotten a tree. We looked for a vendor who might have a tree to no avail. About a mile from home, we stopped for a red light. Suddenly, a gust of wind blew and something hit the front of our truck. My husband went out to investigate. The next thing I knew, my husband was throwing a good-sized evergreen into the back of the truck. He went into the mom-and-pop store at the corner where we were and asked the profiteer how much he wanted for the tree. He said he wasn't selling Christmas trees that year. It was a Christmas miracle. We never did find out how the tree got in the middle of the road, but somehow we feel we know. Incidentally, it was the most beautiful tree we have ever had. All right, my lovely gingerbread people, that wraps up episode 10 of 12 Weeks of Christmas, the podcast, Festive Fun. Thank you all so, so much 
for listening to another one of my rambling Christmas podcasts. I can't believe that as many of you listen as as you do, it blows my mind a little bit, but I'm so appreciative and it's so bittersweet because there's only two episodes left after this and then it's Christmas. So I'm excited about Christmas, obviously, but I can't believe, I cannot believe we are two episodes away from being done with the show. It's just, it's really sad, but I'm so happy I did this and I'm happy that you all enjoy it and I look forward to hearing from more of you. So please, please go after the episode is over. First, hit follow on Spotify. Follow me there. And then please go to my Instagram account, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. That's the number 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. Hit that follow button. Send me a DM. Send me a story of Christmas hope, a song that you've written, a poem about Christmas. I don't know, literally anything that you want to share with the people about Christmas, send it my way and I'll share it with the show. If you don't have anything you'd like to share and you just want to reach out and say hi, maybe tell me something you like about the show, something you'd like to see different about the show, just send me a DM. I always answer and I always look forward to reading them. Also, if you didn't know already, I am partnered with a Christmas website called NorthPoleLLC.net. It's a great resource for any of you Christmas lovers who want to maybe read Santa's journal, check out the inside of Santa's house, or just maybe write a letter to Santa Claus, see if you're on the naughty or nice list. This is the website for you. You can also listen to the podcast on this website by clicking media and then you can click podcasts. That's northpolellc.net. On top of all this, everybody, I just want to say thank you one last time. Keep following the show. Keep sharing it with your friends, your families, your loved ones, the grumpy guy at the gas station who really needs some Christmas spirit. And let's keep counting down the 12 weeks of Christmas. (laughs) 